Welcome back to Unless You Live Hardcore, everybody. I'm Kyle Forsyth here with the co-host, Jake Ford. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Good to see you. How you doing? What's you Good been to up see you to? over Zoom again. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I got sick of seeing your face in person. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm back in New York, baby. Yeah. No, back man. on top. It was Apple. nice just... It was fun just bumping into you around town. I mean, you stayed with me for a couple of days, but then also we sort of just bumped into each other a few times here and there, I think, when you were in town as well. Yeah, so. yeah. I came to 313 twice, so. Yeah. 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 It was good hanging out, man. It's good seeing all the all the homies, you know. I don't, really, I don't even really think I got to see all the homies, but I got to see a lot of people. That was fucking, that was tight. Yeah. You know? Did my Ridley's weekend. Uh, I'm back back in new york dude how'd you feel about the ridley's weekend uh i felt mark good ridley, about it i think for anybody who doesn't know mark ridley's comedy castle yeah uh i've been told that hosting there is hard and it is yep uh but i think i did pretty well why uh, do you feel it's hard there specifically because it's hard just, at any club mm, i think they're just a little bit more stuffy about the first comic than any other comedy club i've you know i've worked at uh so how I don't so? know. uh i just you know thursday i just straight up bombed like not straight up bombed like i was getting laughs but like i had a bunch of jokes like fall pretty flat and i i didn't feel like i did very good i think i did like a, i i would rate it like a six out of ten you know i didn't eat shit but i didn't do like amazing and then Friday, uh, better shows. I did, you know, probably like seven out of ten sets. Did decent. Still had some stuff like fall kind of flat. Uh, and then Saturday, uh, early and late show, I actually had the best shows I had all weekend. They're like eight, so? out, eight out of ten. I just Why? had, like, I just, what do you mean? I just had, had better sets. Like, well, I mean, like, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel they went better? Well, I really shouldn't have because I got super super drunk on friday and was nursing a pretty rough hangover on saturday i felt yeah. like fucking shit going to the club on saturday uh and then somehow you know turned it around a sipping ginger ale shaking in the green room like i'm doing great guys <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling amazing about tonight you know what's funny is I think last Saturday I had the same issue as Friday I got a little too drunk and then uh but I it was it was because oh, of I was like I throwing drank. up before the show like hours before oh. the show I was like dude I was staying at Westward's house and my buddy Steve my old boss had fucking the guy who got me blackout drunk for the first time I ever got blackout drunk I drank with him that night and it was stupid uh I was pretty hungover when I got to Wes's house threw up at Wes's house, uh, mm. took like a 30 minute, like super hot shower, just trying to like sweat it out. And then I took a three hour nap before, like I had to get up and go to the club. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, by the time I got to the club, I was, you know, put together enough that I was able to do comedy. <laughs> Sounds like you went in harder than I did, but oh, I, I went a... in, I went in way too hard on Friday. It was stupid. I see I didn't even irresponsible actually <laughs> yeah no I did something irresponsible too I didn't go that hard but I did something irresponsible and this is why I was like fucking hung over as shit on Saturday I had I went to uh the independent comedy club after um 
after the show at the House of Comedy. We had one show at the House of Comedy on Friday. Ryan Davis was the headliner, and I wanted to go do a spot, go up at an open mic that night. So I went over to the Independent to go do a late-night spot. And uh, so I was like, all right, I'll have a few drinks, you know? They're cheap as hell. Yeah. Ghost Light Bar attached to the Independent is cheap as fuck. Like, so I got a whiskey and Coke, all right? Started on my night like that. And then they had a signature drink over there, uh, which was a Moscow Mule basically with blue curacao. That's all it was. <laughs> like, And then so I had one of those. And then I was like, and then after I ordered it, I started drinking it in the back of the room of the Independent. And I realized, I was like, oh, this is vodka and blue curacao. I was like, and I just drank whiskey and Coke. I was like, okay. I just switched from dark to light. And I was like, I guess I have to stick with light now. So I got like my last drink of the night was a vodka soda. I only had three drinks. But I switched from whiskey Coke to a mule with blue curacao and then went to a vodka soda. And the next day, my stomach was in fucking knots, dude. Like, I had, like, a little bit of a headache. I didn't feel, like, super hungover where, like, lights hurt my head and shit like that, you know? Like, it wasn't all that bad, but my stomach felt fucking horrible. Like, I couldn't eat shit, like, all day. I didn't feel like I wanted to eat anything. Like, it... It really, like, I yeah, I felt like shit just all day. I felt groggy and out of it, yeah. worn down. I like, feel you, man. Yeah, and dude, it was the just, last thing I it was remember. Off of three drinks, dude. Like, but it was just because thing... I switched. I switched uh, like liquors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Can't did you do wake that up anymore. A little tummy ache, <laughs> dude. It was a bad stomach. Bad, ache, man. bad tummy like, ache, dude. dude. I was like, you know, I had those liquid shits all day. You know, those yeah. hangover shits. Just See, man, I'm I was a dumbass. pissing out my ass. Yeah. I'm a dumbass because the last thing I remember uh, before like passing out on Friday night is that like I was over at my buddy Steve's like girlfriend's apartment with him and they made me like a uh, an espresso martini and it does not I don't know if you ever had an espresso martini but it I does have. not it doesn't taste like alcohol at all it just no. tastes like coffee yeah so i just like slammed that and i was like "Ooh, that's delicious can you make me another one and maybe <laughs> another one fucking slammed that so i had two martinis within like five minutes yeah uh and i think i actually i think i might have blacked out again that night as well <laughs> but thank god yeah, nothing but... bad happened dude i i, get, I, I uh, finished that mule and that vodka soda pretty quick back to back the whiskey and coke i sipped on yeah, for a while well, i was already on like six beers at this point too and i'm like yeah, I fucked up. Yeah. I let you got to also remember, though, you drink more often than I do, so you have a little higher tolerance than I, I do, do, too, yeah. even. I don't drink much of ever. I don't so... have a high tolerance at all, though. I really don't. But you've got a higher one than I do, I'm willing to bet. I don't drink. I'll have usually one or two cocktails, maybe. Like, that's usually my – and, like, three is when I'm, like, feeling it. I you mean, know what I, I mean? never, like, I never drink liquor, so your one or two cocktails would probably rival my three to four beers that I. I only have. drink liquor. I don't drink anything. You probably have the same t- alcohol tolerance as me, Kyle. If you're drink, if you're doing like one two cocktails, that's I usually have like two through two to four beers. If I'm drinking. how often in a week do you drink though? Oh, I drink like once every two weeks. Oh really? Yeah, I don't drink that often, dude. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. For some reason, I thought it was like more often than that. No, I, I drink like I a know. couple times a month, dude. Yeah, same. Yeah. I mean, maybe occasionally I'll come home and I'll have a, a beer if I feel like it. But I don't know. I think I'm going to stop drinking this year, actually. I really want to because it's so expensive in New York. And I also just want to like be more focused on shit. 
It's good yeah, to I feel like shit. I get it, man. I was uh, just telling you before we started. I just uh, got off smoking weed this week. I mean, yeah. I will. I'm gonna. Well, the I'm fact gonna... that I, dude, the fact that I barely made it to the shows for Mark Ridley's, I was like, yo, I was like, dude. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm still shocked that I like actually like killed those nights as host. Like, I had like Joel came up to me, was like, "You did really great tonight," and I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> afterwards, I'm like about to run to the bathroom and be like, "I feel like shit." I'm just like pissing out my ass. Yeah, dude, that's I was doing that all day yeah. Saturday, all day and all night. Yeah, it was rough. Um, so I get it, but yeah, I'm like, uh, it's. It's a good idea to quit some vices if you have multiple, man. That's like, yeah. I am, uh, I was just telling you before we started the pod, like I was saying, man, I just quit smoking weed this past week. I, uh, that I, so what happened is it's not even really like a mental thing. It's not like, oh, I need to stop doing it so I could be more focused or something or something like that. It's not really that. Like, I could function perfectly fine while I'm high. Like, honestly, I've done it for years, and that's kind of the problem, I think. But, like, it's not why I'm quitting. Why I'm quitting is I tried smoking Bud for a while, just Bud, because, like, I didn't like the vape carts. And they kind of sketch me out because I'm like, I don't know statistics on this stuff. We don't have any long term uh, like we have no long term data on like what vapes will do to you. And that scares the fuck yeah. out of me. Yeah, like true. we don't know yet. It's like cigarettes in like the fucking 50s or whatever, you know, like or 70s. Like everybody thought the shit was awesome and they're all ripping them because there's like no long term statistics on what it does to you yet. You know what I mean? Like people weren't looking at it. And then like so. I don't know, that shit scared me. So I went to just Bud. And then, like, Bud was, like, giving me a lot of mucus in my throat all the time where I felt like I was always, like, <clears throat> like just try to cough yeah, mucus out. Yeah, trying to clear your throat. Yeah. You know, and doing so, that shit constantly. That's not fun either, yeah. Hated it. Gross. So I was like, all right, I got to get off, like, the Bud, like, the flower, the weed, you know? I was like, I got to, maybe I'll try vaping again. Like, the fucking vapes. I like the weed vapes. Tried the weed vapes again, and those things just kind of make my throat hurt. Like, they don't make me flimmy, but they make my throat hurt. And it's like, I was just like, all right, I think I'm just done smoking weed. I was like, I think I'll do an edible at night when I get home from work and I'm like getting ready for bed or something, you know? Yeah, like, I think edibles mom. might be the way to go, honestly, dude. Edibles seem to be the healthiest way to consume weed. Yeah. Until just... you accidentally eat too many and you fucking jump out of the hotel window. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, I've, man, I, and that's the thing is like, I would, when I was. Is that how that like Wu Tang weed... guy like chopped his dick off? The Wu Tang affiliated guy? He, like, took too many edibles and, like, chopped his dick off and hopped out a hotel window. He's not in Wu-Tang. He was affiliated with Wu-Tang. I don't know anything about this, dude. You didn't hear about this? This is a long time no. ago. This is back yeah. in, like, I don't know this is, like, early, there's, like, early 2010s. News. I think you're just making this up, man. No, no, this is a real thing. Or it's something made up in the news, you know? They're like, oh, you chopped no, his dick off. No, it's real. <laughs> No, I know, but guy. I, I, the edibles thing sounds like sensationalized for the media, where they're like, he chopped his dick off, and they're like, why? And the news is like, cause he was doing weed. That's why. Don't do weed, kids, or else you'll cut your dick off. Like, I guess. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it sounds like media portrayal of weed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and that's like right around the time that like weeds becoming legalized too. So they're like, just yeah, just spousing that fucking propaganda dude kind of sounds propaganda-ish if you're asking me but i could be wrong um i mean but i think like so how you've never been you've never been so high on edibles that you wanted to chop your own dick off dude nah dude i've done 
I think the man when I was like smoking weed regularly, if I would do edibles, I'd tell anybody this. Like, I wasn't doing edibles unless I was doing at least eighty to a hundred milligrams. Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't go on a journey if I was doing edibles. I mean, man. I, don't get me wrong. I've definitely had some fucking days where I'm just like, I'm gonna take like 150 right now and Dude. just get <laughs> obliterated. My worst. I think it's time... hilarious to just get absolutely wrecked on edibles, dude. Yeah, it's fun. The <laughs> worst it's very one. That, fun. The worst time I ever did this though was um, I was going, I was going on a work trip. Uh, to... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> you were going on a work trip. Where, where were you working? I was were working, working at a for a place. I was working at a market research company. Might as well have been. I was working oh for a market God. research company, and my boss was my high school best friend's mom, and it was all his. So the first time I ever smoked weed was at his graduation party at his parents' house. Like his mom didn't give a fuck. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like and so like also like I worked for her at the office and like she would smoke us down midday. Like she was the biggest fucking pothead I knew. And she was the like ripping fuck, dude? she was why ripping. Did you ever, cigarettes why'd you quit this job? <laughs> uh, I, I get it. You quit this job because you were walking around the office and I'm being like <laughs> No, <laughs> clear your was, throat and shit. No, dude, I we I don't have any long term. You're the guy at the office too high, being like, "Yes, no, we don't have any like long term effects of what this shit does, right?" <laughs> I'll tell you why I quit. I quit because we were doing some real illegal shit there. Man. Oh, <laughs> like, like really? Bad illegal, yeah. You but about they to got yourself? they What'd got caught up in it. I don't What'd give a do? fuck. What'd they got do? caught. I didn't get caught. I What'd you let, do, Kyle? I quit. And none of my name. So, all right. Uh, what happened is I worked at this place and we would do sur- it was like a survey place. You would do surveys for products and like food or different random shit, you know, like it. That's what it was. Market research about products. And so we would uh, do we would like make up names and phone numbers and addresses and just fill out the surveys and like take the money or because like we'd pay out like five dollars wow. cash or something. Anything, that is heavy fraud, dude. Anything under $10 was paid out in cash for surveys. Anything above that was, like, paid out in check. So anything under $10, like, I would just rack up a bunch of surveys in a day. My boss did it, too. She had a whole book filled with names of people that she knew. And what she would do is if they had ones where it was, like, so say, like, she had friends. She had, like, a book filled with, like, 200 people she knew with, like, their info in there. And she would, like, fill out the surveys for them and then cut the check for them. And then she had a deal with any of them. She's like, she takes a percent, like, a part of the check. She's like, if you're getting X amount of money, then I get a kickback on it because I'm doing the survey for you and you don't have to come do it. And so, like, everybody was agreeing to it. I had friends who I was doing this for at the time, too, dude. Like, it worked, man. Like, I yeah, was it's getting a fucking side money. Scam. Yeah, so the the company was starting to catch on to it. And I, could tell. I like you're so proud. Well, like it works. I'm like, yeah, it's a scam. Kyle. It Scams worked until work, it didn't. Dude. It worked until it didn't. So here's what happened. I saw that the company was catching on. They were like getting suspicious of stuff and starting to inquire more about things. And like, so I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here before they get caught up. Like the rest yeah. of these people here, like my boss and everybody, I was like, they're going to get caught up. I got to get out of here. So I just one day like got a job at target, which was like paying me less than working at the market research company but i was like i gotta get the fuck out of here and just get a job i was like because they're gonna get caught up soon and like so i got out took a job at target for a minute like for like a month then went over to started working at starbucks after that but uh so i worked at star or at target for like a month and then starbucks for like 
two months, and I think on like my second month of working at Starbucks, my boss, my old boss, just calls me one day, and she's like, "Hey, like they caught us. <laughs> like I wasn't on any of it. Like she got hit for it. So what happened is." Um, they were like, they had a video camera that they like sent to us that they needed us to set up. And my boss just kept unplugging it and being like, I don't know why it's not working. You know, like should unplug the video camera in the office. So they couldn't see what was going on. And one day they just randomly sent like one of the people, the higher ups to the office and didn't warn anybody. And they showed up and found everything and like she's got so lucky they didn't press charges they found thousands of dollars of fraud on her and like they didn't press charges but like she was there for years and they refused to give her any recommendation it was super hard for her to get a job after that but like yeah, she's got a job now everything's fine now and she got incredibly lucky her and the assistant manager there both got caught and like they both could have got major fraud charges pressed against them uh, and Damn, they, the company was just so, like, we don't want to do it. Where does the edibles come into the story? <laughs> so, um, we used to smoke mad weed. So anyways, I was working for that. Oh, company you were, oh, while you guys were committing so, no, massive fraud, you guys were here's the story. In the office. So I, uh, I went, I, I got to go on a couple work trips for that. We went to go, me and her son, who also, like, worked, he worked for the company. He didn't really work there on a day-to-day -day basis. He would just go on these trips with me if I had to go out of town. She'd send him with me, like, and, like, we'd go do the surveys. And, like, so, like, and then at night, him and I would just go get fucked up drunk or whatever, wherever we were. Like, we had one that we did in Alabama, in Huntsville, Alabama, which is actually, like, a pretty hip part of Alabama. It's the most hip part of it because NASA's based there and shit. It's a pretty cool spot, actually. That's Sounds so funny. I had the best barbecue I've ever had in my life in Huntsville, Alabama, at this little fucking shack in the middle of cornfields, dude. It was the dopest fucking barbecue I've ever had. Like I picked yeah, up the sounds about right. I picked up the rib bone and the meat just slid off of it. Nice. <laughs> got to my plate. I was like, oh fuck yeah, dude! Like it yeah. was so good. You know it's gonna um, be good. Yeah, amazing. But before we headed out, uh, we were like in the. She drove us to the airport. Me and uh, my old friend Michael. She drove us there. Her, my old boss, and we were just ripping fucking like blunts and joints on the way there, on the way to the airport. You know, just smoking on the way there. And then like before I get out, I fucking like. I, she offers me like some edibles. I I think I took like 80 milligrams of the ones she offered me, and then I ate probably like a hundred of the ones I ate of like that I had, or maybe a little more. I was on like 200 milligrams of edibles, like multiple joints. And like, then I went and like, it all hit me when I was like, when we were right about to take off, like the engines are starting up like, you know, like when they're powering on, like all of a sudden my head's like, like, I'm like freaking out, dude. And then I'm like in my head, I remember being like, I, cause I have epilepsy and like, for some reason in my head, I just start panicking. I was like, I'm going to have a seizure on this plane. I'm going to have a seizure and they're not going to be able to do anything. I can't go on the trip. The trip is going to get canceled. My work's going to be mad at me. The bosses, the higher ups are going to be pissed. I'll never, they're going to fire me cause I'm high on the plane. They'll find out. <laughs> so yeah. Like, I start panicking. How much did you like, take? And then I'm like, all right, dude. You just need to go to sleep. Go to sleep and you'll be fine. And, like, I just go to sleep and then I wake up at our layover in Atlanta. And, like, and 
it literally like pass out the whole time and wake up in Atlanta like at wow, the way Kyle. over. Dude, it was like I remember just being in a complete panic you thinking I was going to die panic and attack. have seizures. Like I was like I'm going to have seizures and I'm going to die on this plane and then they're going to find out there's weed in my system and I'm going to get in trouble and then I'm going to get fired from my job. I was like and then this whole work trip is going to be canceled and it's going to fuck over everything. Like just I was like I'm going to have a seizure. I'm going to have a seizure. Oh no, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, just go to sleep. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. And then just passed out as the plane's taking off. And then just wake up like, yeah, I never, like hey, dude, we're in Atlanta. I never panic when I, I'm on that much edibles. I'm, just, I'm usually just like... <laughs> Oh, oh dude, I don't usually, but I think I took a lot of sativa from her or something. Like, oh, I think okay. her edibles were sativa edibles or something, man. And, like, she only smoked sativa, too, and I only do indica because I, like, sativa doesn't sit well with me, like, because I have some anxiety and ADHD already, so I've always stuck to indica. Mm. Um, and so I think I took a lot of sativa and just got on that plane, and, like, I was just really in my head. It's... I've never panicked on edibles outside of that one time, and I really remember it like vividly, man. Just like thinking I was gonna have a seizure and die, and like, Jesus, yeah, it was fucking scary. I, mean, I don't dude. like. I would never get high before going on a plane. That seems like too much. Yeah, I wouldn't anymore either, Jake. But <laughs> I learned my lesson. Planes. That's that. Planes are for drinking, dude. I'll take a few hits before I get on a plane, you know, like ah. before I go in an airport to relax or something, you know. I don't mind that. I like that's to relax. Why there's, but that's like, why there's bars at an airport so people can get uh, drunk. Yeah, and well, because some people relax themselves. that way. Well, it's also so like if you're hammered, dude, and the plane starts going down, you're going to care less. Same with weed. Nah, the weed, you're going to panic, dude. You're gonna Maybe panic. you, not me, dude. You're drunk, you're just going to be like, hell yeah, dude, fucking finally, dude. My fish wife's a home fucker. I think I'm the opposite. I think on alcohol, I would start panicking, and on weed, I would just be like, well, it's fucking over, man. So, <laughs> I think, like, that on alcohol, I'd be like, oh, fuck, it's fucking over. Like, I'd be more aware in a way. Like, with weed, I'd just be like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to take <laughs> mushrooms next time I go to the airport, dude. <laughs> See how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, but too I don't many people just do weed. Or I'm gonna go I to the I'm gonna go to the airport on Molly. I'll yeah. be rolling on fucking MDMA, dude. <laughs> That'd be, be fun. That'd be nice. Yeah. Get you wouldn't whole, be the first. Get, getting handsy in the middle seat, dude, on the plane. <laughs> I fucking love you guys so much. Just, <laughs> just fucking listening to Diplo in your headphones. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's sick. You're just sitting at the window seat just fucking fist pumping. Like, to yeah. EDM music. Also, like, the littlest shit on planes, like, blows my mind. Like, I was watching live TV. I was watching SportsCenter on the plane, like, in the sky, and I'm like, this is fucking nuts, dude. It was blowing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's still yeah, crazy man. to me that we can get Wi-Fi on a plane. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty nuts, dude. Is it? I'm up there playing old school RuneScape. That's... Dude, the kid in me. I feel like it makes more sense because we're closer to the satellites. I mean, I'm not a scientist or nothing, but <laughs> neither am yeah, I. Yeah, so... that kind of makes a lot of sense, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Lot... But I we're moving like at such a signal. but we're moving at such a fucking high velocity that it's like, how could the connection keep? That's what's crazy to me. I feel like you'd get better signal in the sky than you would on the ground, if anything. I don't think no, because if you have you used Wi-Fi on a plane, it's yeah, not it it's sucks. not great. 
That's no, I know. Right. I'm saying, but logically, it it's seems to, to make play, more sense. It's going to have to play old school RuneScape, but it's not great. Yeah. My dumb, dumb logic from that extra semester of high school I did tells me that it should work better in the sky. <laughs> All right? If I know anything about Wi-Fi, Jake, which I don't, I think it should work better in the sky. <laughs> so that's just my theory. You're closer yeah. to the satellite. Closer I to like God, flying. Man. Do you like do you like God flying? Actually, I like flying. Yeah, I like flying. Yeah. I think people... I don't like the airport, but I like flying. I I hate going through TSA. That shit's super fucking annoying, but I think the I people do like that flying. don't like flying are the people who have to fly all the time and don't get a choice in it. You know what I mean? Like comedians who are on the yeah. road every single weekend, I think that's when you start to not like flying anymore. Sure, sure. I bet. Yeah, um, when you got to go to a lot of shitty airports and stuff, you know what I mean? And you're getting yeah. layovers on a more regular basis. When you're dealing with more of the struggles of an airport on a regular basis, you're probably more fed up with it. I think that's why you hear so many comedians shitting on it. But, like, up-and-coming comedians, I think, like, you know, features and MCs and stuff who don't travel as much, when I talk to them, tend to like air flying. It almost yeah. feels like a special well, it's exciting. thing. Because we exciting. feel like, yeah, we're road comics at this point. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we're time. driving most of the time. Yeah, flying back into Michigan to do two club weekends, I felt like Mr. Big Shot, dude. I was like, nice, dude. I'm working. Yeah. Out here working, dude. Yeah, I love flying, man. Yeah, um, it was fun. I get to fly to Boston in January. So Nice. Pretty stoked what? on that. What are you doing? What are you doing in Boston? Um, I'm gonna be there for the Boston Comedy Awards. Um, at Laugh oh, yeah. Boston. Uh, my bosses also want me to come check out their main club out there, and then I'm probably gonna do some spots. So nice, nice, hell yeah, dude. Eddie Ift is there on Friday, and I'm gonna try pop and do a guest spot at Laugh Boston. I believe I should get one, and then Thursday night after the Boston Comedy Awards, they have their open mic at Laugh Boston, which I should go up at too. I'm gonna hit up some of my peeps out there and see if I can get something for a late night Friday, because um, Friday there's only one show at Laugh Boston, so I'm like maybe if I could find a ten o'clock show or something, I might try and go hit another show or another mic out there. Um, nice. Yeah. So Boston's I'm gonna. Tight. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna eat I'm going some good there food. In March, will be, which will be tight. I'm gonna eat a real Boston cream pie. Um, yeah. The original, the original one. I'm okay. gonna, I found out the place that created them in Boston, and I'm gonna go there and get that one. Nice. Yeah. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, but yeah, man. Pies. Boston cream pie. I, <laughs> I, I said that to my Boston. wife. It's so hard to say anything. Boston cream pie. Dude, I said it to my wife. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a Boston cream pie. She's like, what? Is that like something you do with a hooker out there? So I was like, no. She's like, you go buy a hooker and give her a Boston cream pie? I was like, no. It does sound I was like, gross. Yeah, I was like. It does I was sound. Like, dude, I was like, Boston gross. cream pies existed before cream pies were a thing. You know what I well, mean? What exactly like, is that? It's well, a dude, food, but what it like? It's just a cream pie. It's got like cream in the middle of it, and it's like sort of cakey and stuff. It's more of like a cake with like cream in it and stuff. Um, it, have you ever had a Boston cream donut? Yeah. It's modeled after a Boston cream pie. Okay. So like that filling is also inside the pie, but it's sort of cakeish. They call it a pie, but it's more of a cake. Um, with that filling on the inside, and then. Interesting. Yeah, it. I, you know, I haven't tried like an official Boston cream pie from like Boston. You know, like the original one. I'll let you know. Give you my review. Uh, okay. But, yeah. So, 
but I definitely that we need, that's what the world needs, dude. We need a <laughs> cream, Kyle Forsyth cream pie review. <laughs> cream pies exist. You should have stopped doing the podcast and start a YouTube channel where you review all the different kinds of cream pies. Yeah, I just <laughs> we'll start with the dirty one and then work our way backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it, that is the problem with eating any type of cream pie at this point is you have to say cream pie, and that's associated with Pornhub at this point. So, like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, yeah it's it's kind of bad that's how, how bad we are as a society now yeah if you can't even say cream pie without somebody going <laughs> yeah like, you know what that's, I mean? like, that's what people think of you say boston cream pie and then people are like oh okay yeah. <laughs> you know like it's that's what it is it's ridiculous yeah. that that's where we are as a society but uh. yeah dude and people are watching too much porn i gotta say way too much man think, yeah i think uh i think people are watching too much i don't know man or not enough depending who you are or not enough <laughs> who's who's watching not enough i don't know man <laughs> i don't think anybody needs to be watching it at all really yeah you're probably right yeah like it know. is it, it really is a strange concept <laughs> we need to get these only, kids watching more porn <laughs> it's only because pornography has only been around for really about like 50 years and humans yeah. have been around for so much longer than that and it's such a strange thing because i'm like it's we really just now we're getting the long-term effects of what that shit's doing to people's brains and that shit is way worse for you than like smoking copious amounts of weed yeah you know what i mean yeah bad. i mean it'll fuck you up it's bad dude yeah, it'll dude. fuck you up <laughs> it'll fuck you up dude it is funny that like uh people get so deep into it that like their porn addictions are like ruining their lives that's yeah. crazy dude we have a that's comedian crazy. friend i will not name him because a lot of comics know him and i don't know how many people know about this but he opened up to me and some other comics like a few years back this is pre-pandemic he talked to me about this um but uh he had a pretty bad porn addiction where he was watching like eight hours a day whoa yes and it's not a whoa. guy you would expect it to be it's just not a, it's like a not the dude you would think it would be because it's like a dude who's like pretty handsome and like usually has had a significant other at times you're not going to guess it. Uh, and even if you did, I wouldn't tell you yes on the podcast because I'm not going to put his business out there like that. Well, but no, I will I'm say, probably going to cut this. He told me he was watching eight hours of porn a day. He's like, dude, he's like, I would just scroll through from video to video. He's like, I was just watching it like leisurely. Like he's like, just like not even like jerking off all the time, just watching porn. Like, yeah. And he's like, I did. It was See, just that's so crazy do. to me. It's like, if you're not jacking it, dude, why would the world, like watching it casually, like it's like, anime <laughs> well it's not like he was doing that he was like he's like i was like still oh, like searching through it and stuff. he's like i was watching like eight hours a day he's like i'd be like searching through videos and stuff just going from video to video like watching with different ones and stuff he's like and then like he's like you know i jerk off multiple times a day he's like but then you know he's like i eight hours apart he's like and i would spend so much time just searching for a video i wanted to like jerk off to like he's like so i was spending eight hours a day i was like that's fucking insane yeah what's that joseph gordon levitt movie where he's like super addicted to porn and he describes that don, where he's like don pablo or don juan or something like that don, don juan, don that's what it's yeah, don, don juan. juan 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, where he's like, he's like talking about that. He's like, you're searching for a video, the perfect video for like 45 minutes. And I'm like, Jesus, dude. I'm yeah, like, dude. <laughs> I'm knocking this out in like 15 minutes or less, dude. Yeah. And Same. also, like, I'm doing it. Yeah, 15 also, minutes or less. I'm always yeah. disgusted by myself. As soon as I come, I'm like, turn always. that shit off. Yeah. Turn this, you guys are disgusting. Every time I get it out of my face, every time I'm done, I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. I didn't need yeah. to do that. <laughs> I was like, that it's, wasn't it's a good use of my time. Gross. And then I'm all, yeah, it's like, I gotta mute the fucking because I'm like, shut up, lady. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm okay. like, stop. Whoa. Right. <laughs> Not like that. Yeah. It's like, I'm just like, please stop being dirty over here. <laughs> Really... Jake can take fifteen I'm minutes ashamed, of women. Yeah. Jake can take fifteen minutes of women talking, and it's got to be in porn. They're not <laughs> talking. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I can take fifteen minutes of women making noise, and then I got to cut it out, and also they got to be getting fucked while they're making noise, or else no, I'm not on. listening, dude. It's not <laughs> how I meant it. Shut up, Kyle. That's <laughs> how it sounds. Shut up, dude. <laughs> That's how it sounds. Well, there's also Jake. a fucking guy in my ear being like, oh, fuck, you like that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's gross, too. I'm like, yeah. ew, dude, turn this whole thing off. <laughs> I'm disgusted with myself. Yeah. yeah dude, why would I do that? Yeah. All yeah. right, let's get off porn. I'm about talk. to start jacking. I'm about to start using talk, my imagination <laughs> to jack it again, dude. We got to get off Going the Going back talk to the imagination. Like that SpongeBob episode, imagination. Yeah, dude. Jeffrey Asmus was talking about that on his set or whatever. Like Jeffrey Asmus headlined the Independent last uh -huh. weekend, and he was uh he was talking about it in his set, like how like he doesn't watch porn at all. He literally jerks off to his imagination. Yeah, it sounds nice, dude. That's real. It sounds nice. That's wild. I mean, that's better than being into porn. Porn is yeah, gross, it's dude. so much better. Yeah, but it's like it's crazy. Like as I don't know. As I also somebody... feel like I could probably do that. I feel like I have enough in my memory that uh, to go off of that. It's like I probably don't need to watch porn. You know what I mean? I think I could probably get there without it. Yeah. Um. We should probably talk about music. <laughs> this is enough of that porn talk, honestly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Dude. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah. Tommy Lee got accused of sexual assault. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. We didn't we talk about on like another episode, like the gross shit they did or whatever. It's yeah. Well, I'm like blown away that every person in Motley Crue is not in prison. Yeah. <laughs> like, how are no all those guys not in jail? I have no idea, man. Yeah, they it's did truly some, like, an shit. anomaly, man. Like the shit that rich and famous people get away with. Also, like, how did Motley Crue skirt by the Me Too movement? I feel like they didn't get know. called out once during that I think whole they... entire fucking shit, dude. They weren't really popping at that time, I think. So yeah, they didn't need to be. They still yeah. have committed that's some true. Acts. Bill Cosby got outed, so hey, why not yeah. Motley Crue? Yeah, I don't know. I think like yeah. Motley Crue put and Motley it Crue's very... not even funny. Yeah, I think like Motley Crue put it at like the forefront of who they are for so many years, though. They that, were like... openly dirtbags. Yeah, yeah, they literally had they a got a, they got ahead dirt. of it. They, I was gonna say, with the dirt came out way before that, so they kind of got ahead of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're like, look at what we did. And everybody's <laughs> and like, like, that's pretty funny and interesting. And a bunch everybody, of dudes. And, until it wasn't cool. Dude, a bunch act. of dudes read the book and were like, that's fucking sick, bro. Sick. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, literally. man. Oh, I got to start playing bass. 
I got to start playing bass, dude. Being a rock star is just like that in the 2010s. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, it sucks, dude. It sucks. It's that, pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. It sounds like this whole thing happened in a fucking helicopter, too, which is even weirder. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Who's trying to, like, get their dick sucked in a helicopter? What's wrong Tommy with you, Tommy Lee, dude. That's the guy who would do it, if anybody. Yeah, that's that's weird behavior. But, like, if anybody would try and get their dick sucked in a helicopter, it's Tommy Lee. Or, like, fucking in a helicopter. Like, any type of motion is going to, like... You know what I mean? A helicopter is like, that's such a dangerous vehicle, dude. You don't want to be rocking that thing back and forth, fucking some chick, dude, just because you think you're cool and are, you're a 55 year old rock star. Yeah, dude. He got, sounds like he made her give him a blowy in the cockpit of the, ironically, oh, the cockpit no. of the helicopter. Shut up, Kyle. Hey, dude, he really turned it into a cockpit. Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's bad. Yeah, shut up, dude. It is like the irony of it, though. I mean, you can't not say it. It's not surprising that uh, he did this, though, to no, be honest for with you. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's sort of what happened there. It also, it's very on brand for Tommy Lee. You know what I mean? It, like, if anybody's going to get out, it's like, also, like, when I read the article title, I was just like, about time, probably. It's about time. Yeah, <laughs> they're all, that, that house of cards has got to come down, dude. Yeah. I bet the only yeah. one who doesn't get called out for sexual assault is like Nick Mars, and he's out of the band at this point already, too. Yeah, they're all kind of yeah. dirtbags, but it is what it is, man. Anyway, yeah. let's move on to some uh, actual like music. Let's listen to some music, dude. I uh, got a new song from Southpaw, FLHD. We've done a couple songs by them before on in a couple episodes ago, I think. Talked about their song, Truth Be Told. Um, they uh, they also had that fucking, like, they had a sick breakdown where it's like, um, we're here to, it's like, it's like you spineless motherfuckers. And you know what I'm talking about? That fucking breakdown? I think so, yeah. Uh, it's like, we're here to take shit back, you spineless motherfuckers. And then it's just like some heavy fucking breakdown. Um, but yeah, it's another song with like a crazy breakdown in it. Oh, they got another um, crazy call out. Yeah, another like sick... Oh, this one's got a sick opening in it, honestly. I love a sick, like, fucking, like, right at the beginning, dude. Like a Hell big, yeah, dude. yeah, fucking bark, you know? Um, which, you know, they're starting to, they did that instead of, uh, and fucking truth be told as well. Yeah, they're fucking sick. So, truth be told is, uh, the other song that we did on here. Um, I bet I could find the fucking part, too. I think it's like two minutes in. Yeah, so. Right here. We came to put this in a chokehold, you spotless motherfucker! You know this tempo? <laughs> yeah. that, that tempo reminds me of uh, 
You ever see like the gent video of uh, the wolf on Wall Street? I think it's just like Mashuga. Yeah. But like oh, that guy yes, when he's yes, like yes, this, yeah. it's like that yeah. exact tempo when he's yeah. that guy's just like doing that head movement. It's yeah, that, dude. play play the song. Play that play that breakdown again. The call out breakdown. You spineless motherfuckers, that one. Play that again. Okay, just put this shit in a chokehold, you spineless motherfuckers. Yeah, it's exactly like that. The exact same tempo, dude. Yeah, dude. I fucking love it's the art, bop, art though, dude. man. You're like, I could just bop to this, dude. Hell yeah. Arf, arf, arf. <laughs> it's fucking sick, dude. I yeah. love a fucking arf, arf, arf. <laughs> like, <laughs> hell yeah, it's sick dude. as hell, man. Um, yeah, they're we dope, gotta start, dude. We gotta start a band. Yeah, just do yeah, we gotta start a band, shit, dude. Yeah. I, I do want to make... I, we gotta drop a heavy song, me and you. Yeah, dude. There's a... Uh, this fucking and then so I found another. <laughs> I was scrolling through like articles about like new about music and shit, you know, about new music, and I found some band called Ghoul, and they have a their fucking face masks are like burlap sacks. They look like uh the one dude from The Strangers. You ever see The Strangers? Oh uh, uh, yeah, I love that movie. That movie. So do I. Great. That movie rips. I love it. Where Why are I, you dude, doing this to us? Because you were home. home. That's the Ooh. sickest, darkest Ooh. shit, man. That oh, shit gives that. you chills, dog. Hate that, dude. Yeah. Doesn't that, yeah, that give move... you fucking. The Too first time I saw it, it gave one. me chills. Too bad the second one fucking sucks shit. I disagree. I think the second, second one, one is not good, dude. It's not as good, but I think it stylistically looks really cool, especially that final scene. I mean, yeah, in the it's pool got cool with all shots, the neon and it, shit. Plot wise, it sucks shit. Yes, but yeah, you are correct. I agree with you there. It's not great in plot, but I think the visuals of it make up for some of the lack of story that make it fun for it's me a, to watch. It's a 6.5 out of 10 for me, dude. I would give it a 7.5, but okay. it's, that's I think pretty high. That's pretty high. It's based on seven, 7.5. Maybe it's based a lot on visuals for me with that one. Like, I think it's just like, I really love that scene with like all the neon lights and everything around the pool at the end. It's just that one of those movies scene. that really didn't need a sequel. Yeah, that final scene though is just really fucking cool. I think they're making a third one actually now, which funny. Of course they are, so. dude. Hollywood has no fucking backbone or ideas. Yeah. So these dudes are basically wearing the. It looks like the mask that that dude wears, like the burlap sap mask or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, but it looks like they have like blood coming from their mouth. They all sort of have blood around their like fake blood around their mouth or whatever. And Dick. they're called they're called ghoul. Uh, yeah. Um, nice. And I'm gonna be honest, I don't really like the song, but it the voice. No, we played a little bit. Of it. Yeah, play it. this. <laughs> yeah. It's they're a bad band. Oh yeah. See, I don't mind the riffs. Like yeah. this is fine. It's the vocals that suck. I hate bands that sound like sounds like they're just gargling spit basically. They sound you know like what I mean? uh, they sound like the crazy kid from the Wild Thornberries, Donnie. Oh yeah, Flea. Yeah, yeah. That's that's voiced by Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know that, right? No. 
You didn't I know didn't, that? I did not know that, but that's, that's awesome. Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. What? Yeah, that's pretty well-known info, dude. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. All those, like, like that kid or whatever, but yeah, Wild yeah. Thornberries, voiced by Flea. Well, that's what the vocalist of the band sounds like. Play it. He sounds like Flea. <laughs> Wild Thornberries. <laughs> Here. Oh. Tell me you can't picture this guy running through a jungle right now. Oh, for sure. Here, we're going to do a little comparison here. Yeah, he definitely does sound like Donnie from Wild Thornberry. When he's like doing the high up. vocals, he's got those guttural lows. He's got some decent guttural lows. I didn't think those sounded too bad. Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> Dude, put a breakdown over that. Put some, put some down tuned guitars over that. It sounds you have the same bands. Where isn't it thrilling, Donnie? Yeah. Um, let's see. Have you ever seen the Ollie Sykes SpongeBob video? System of a Donnie, Thornberry Suey. <laughs> Dude, this is on YouTube. It's a 21 second. Alright, this is yeah, turn that off, dude. <laughs> That's amazing! I, I didn't think it was that, that funny, dude. That's great, dude. That's that so is... funny. Oh sorry, I didn't mean to play it again. Oh, I didn't that's think it was funny. that funny, dude. I love it. That's awesome. I didn't like it. That's sick, dude. <laughs> I, I just typed okay. in Donnie Wild Thornberry's metal into YouTube, and that came up. Have you ever seen the uh, the Ollie's like SpongeBob video? Oh, uh, just the, type just no. type in Ollie's like SpongeBob. That's a classic. Uh, Oliver Psych Pants. Yeah, I think so. Emo's. No. No? I don't think so. Oliver Sykes is Spongebob confirmed. It's not a chill, though. This is a real world. Domesticated. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah, okay. I see hey, that. Does it play the Spongebob thing? Yeah. This is a real world. Domesticated. Shut up, shut up. Yeah. That's Spongebob at the end. Well, there's like a... This is, this is Oliver Sykes. World. Okay. And then here's where it goes to Spongebob. Right. Nope, that's Oliver Sykes. And then here's Spongebob. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That is his real scream. Did they just like edit it over oh, really? Spongebob? Because like there's yeah, like a, over there's a different. Yeah, that's yeah. his real, that's his real scream. Yeah. There, you, there just, used to be, like, a different edit, though. I don't know. Fucking internet, dude. Yeah, man. I don't know, dude. That's funny. Um, But, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. That's quality. Um, <laughs> yeah, you really like the Wild Thornberries thing, huh? I really loved Wild Thornberries. Yeah. That system of a down, dude. Yeah, that's, it seemed, that's seemed a like gym. It. 
Dude, that's a fucking shit. I still can't believe that's Flea. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking I, I've been uh, I've been listening to some old Red Hot Chili Peppers recently, just going back on it. Truly great stuff, honestly. Yeah. Some of it. Some of it's like some of it's great. amazing, dude. Yeah. I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. People shit on them. I dig it. People shit on um, them, dude, but they got some fucking amazing songs. Yeah. Did you see uh Sleep Token release their new masks this week? Did you no, see them? I did not. They got the link in our notes. Check it out, dude. Look at him. Kind of looks mushroom headed. That's what sleep token sounds like to me. That's what sleep token sounds like, dude. Dude, their drummer is. You gotta watch. So uh, they released their new mask this week. Also, their drummer did the first ever interview of any member of Sleep Token this week. Okay. No member of Sleep Token has ever done an interview. He did it like fully masked, and they used like a vocoder over his voice, so his voice is unidentifiable. Which is funny because the internet really knows who they are already. Like, yeah. it's not a secret, but like, it is interesting because like their fan base is incredibly respectful of the fact that they want to stay anonymous, unlike Slipknots or like a lot of other bands of like that wear masks. Yeah, like fans are like real quick to out them. Their fans are, like, defensive against people who do post their real names, which is interesting. Hmm. Even though it's out there and, like, it's very easy to find. There's lots of articles and shit. The hardcore fans are like, hey, cut it out. If you comment on their shit and, like, if anybody comments on their shit and, like, puts, like, their real names or anything in there, people, like, their fans get pretty defensive and shitty in the comments. It's interesting. Like, um, but they did their first, uh, the dude, it's... He just goes by two. His name is two. They all are numbered besides the lead singer goes by Vessel. Uh, mm. Yeah, they're two, three, and four Edgy. are the members. Edgy. Yeah. Um, okay, and, if we start uh, a band, Kyle, can we just be a mask band? Fuck yeah, Can dude. we be a duo, a mask duo? You're speaking my language right now, Jake. <laughs> okay. You um, just gotta, you gotta get a bass. Yeah, dude. But uh, the interview is really interesting, actually. Else. You do, you get a bass. You play bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got well, You say, said you um, wanted to play bass. Yeah, I do. Well, this interview, I want to talk about it a little bit. It's very interesting because, like, they ask him, like, who his influences are. And his first two influences he lists, I was like, of fucking course. Do you want to guess who number one was for a masked drummer who's his influence? Who? Take one guess in the dark. Joey Jordison. Goddamn right. Yeah, I mean, that I would was imagine. The number one. Number two. How many was masked the... drummers are there? Number two was the drummer from Mudvayne that he listed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot Mudvayne. But, yeah, he missed, listed, like, the drummer from Mudvayne. Uh, and then after that, he listed, like, he's like, I also really like speed drummers. Like, he mentioned this guy, Eric something, who's in, like, a bunch of, like, death metal and speed metal bands and stuff that I have never heard of. But he's like, he listed some other influences, but his top two that he listed were Joey Jordison and Mudvayne's drummer Matt, I think is his name, early on. Um, Which I was like, of course those were your two influences. I was like, yes, why would they not be? But it's what I love about watching this guy play, because the interview was done through Drumeo, which like, so they also had him do playthroughs of some of Sleep Token's songs, which is really cool to watch. This guy is a precision drummer, dude. He is yeah. a phenomenal fucking drummer. If you can like watching phenomenal drummer, yeah, I'm gonna play a little bit in a second. Bit, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna play a little bit from the song Chokehold. Um, 
that they have of the drum playthrough of Chokehold that it's in here. Uh, but if you watch it, you got to watch it to see the precision that he's drumming with. Yeah, but like, can he play ACDC? Can I'm sure he can. That? Can yeah. he play ACDC? No, I bet he can. <laughs> but he's, dude, like, it's very interesting. Like, somebody commented in the comment section of it, and I completely agree with it. It's like watching him drum is like almost watching somebody, uh, like, just direct an orchestra where like the way he plays like it's so precise no movement is an unnecessary movement no spinning sticks none of like the extra frills and thrills of it it's like everything is very precise with him and it's like it is like watching an orchestra director in a way like when i read that i was like yeah i could see that comparison there for sure um it's just precision yeah. drumming, dude. Oh, like speaking of speaking of drumming and like orchestra shit, I showed my when I was visiting my mom, I showed her the movie Whiplash. <laughs> and every time uh what's his name? J.K. Simmons. Every time J.K. Simmons was just like being a prick in that movie, she just like fell apart laughing and she was like she's like, I feel really bad because I'm like laughing. And I'm like, no, that's why everybody loves this movie. We all think that, like, his scenes are fucking hilarious in this movie. When he's just, like, calling his student. <laughs> She's, like, the Mars bars thing. She was, like, crying laughing at that. <laughs> She's like, I feel bad. And I'm like, no, this is why everybody loves this movie. Don't feel bad. Yeah, dude, it's it's sick. Like, but this, um, that's a good movie. It is. Great but this, uh. Movie. But yeah, dude, I love these Drumeo videos. We talked about them previously, more somewhat recently about these Drumeo videos, about people listening to songs for the first time. That's not what he did in this one. He's just doing playthroughs and interviews in between some of the playthroughs. Right, right, right. Um, and it's 53 minutes long. Fucking phenomenal. Uh, but here's a little bit of the playthrough of Chokehold. tight groove yeah dude it's really great groove man i love it and it's uh he's just so precise with everything he's hitting it's wild to watch man um here let me play a little bit of another one i'll play from stop this is uh the song vor that he plays like right at the beginning yeah oh this is his voice so you can hear a little bit of the fucking uh you could hear the vocoder at the beginning. This is him introducing himself and playing a little bit of Vor. The beginning of the video. That's him saying, I am two, and this is an offering from Drumeo.
fast forward a little bit. Yeah, he's sick. So, what did he have to say in these interviews? Kyle. Uh, yeah, here. Sorry. What did they interview him about? They're watching. This is going to be a really special Drumeo live feature because this so, is the first recorded let me video get interview. The influences that, part. So from the drums, you can hear lots of influences just in your playing. You can hear rock, metal, electronic music. Uh, how do you apply all of this within your drum parts? I've always personally taken a lot of inspiration from the UK dance music scene. Um, listening to various subgenres of drum and bass specifically allowed me to incorporate stylistic traits from those genres into my vocabulary as a drummer. It's pretty wild, man. Like it's. I love that they have the vocoder on him, like it's Narcos, dude. Like he's, like he's, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. like he's fucking El Chapo or something. One of his El Chapo's hitmen. Yeah, dude. Honestly, uh, oh, here's the favorite drummer. Well, we're part. doing some pretty nefarious activities on the heroin, with all the heroin trafficking and the here's, murder. Here's the uh, his favorite drummers part that I was talking about. Favorite drummers who have influenced your playing over the years. My life. Started playing. You can hear the British accent coming out. I, like, like many others in my generation, were heavily into drummers such as Joey Jordison, Matt from the band Mudbane, um, as well as the more extreme speed players such as Derek Roddy. Yeah, dude, I suggest watching the video, honestly, because, like, just seeing his play style is really fascinating to me. It's so precise. Yeah. Like, you don't see a lot of, like, metal drummers that are that precise. I think a lot of them are flashier, you know, um, or they try to be. They don't really go for, like, being very precision-based. Like, they are, but, like, they don't try and look precision-based. You know what I mean? I get that. <laughs> um, he has like he almost has no flash about it, but that's what makes it sort of special about it. It's just so in the pocket, yeah. Yeah, and he's just so good, dude. Um, yeah, he also uses a weird brand of cymbals. I don't think I've seen any other major band really using. All of his cymbals are by a company called Istanbul. Mm, yeah, never heard of them. Yeah, me neither, dude. But all of his cymbals have that logo on it. Is Istanbul? Hmm. Weird, right? That is weird. Like a major band, and like that's his sponsor. But I guess he just likes their symbols or something, you know? Or maybe they just got sleep token early on before they really blew up. Yeah, maybe. And then give the contract, wait for the contract to, you know, wear out, and then it'll switch over to Zijin or whatever, or Zijian. Zildjian. You say it. Zildjian, whatever. Zildjian. Yeah. yeah, who knows, man? He'll wait for the contract to wear out with Istanbul and then switch. But then yeah, maybe. maybe Maybe, Maybe he not. goes to this smaller company and he gets more money because he's the biggest person on their fucking roster. You know what I mean? Sometimes it goes that way with like a band. If you're like the biggest band on like a record label's roster, your band gets a little more focus on them because you are the most important band on that roster in a way you're making the most money for the label. Yeah, you know? definitely.
So I think that's sometimes the case. Um, but yeah, they're new masks. Did you look at them? Have you seen them? Did you go to the link? Mm, no, hang on. I will say the fucking the drummer too. His new mask looks very Mudvayne, and I thought that before I knew he was a fan of Mudvayne. Or it looks Mudvayne or Mushroom Head. It looks Mushroom Head. Sorry, looks almost like Mushroom Head. His with like the ponytail coming out the back almost. Do you see it? I don't it? see the. Uh, no, I don't. Oh well. Yeah. Man. Um. He's got like some like weird braid braids ponytail coming out the back of it or something. Oh yeah, these are sick. Back. These They're are pretty sick cool. fucking masks, dude. Right? But like doesn't it doesn't the one with the ponytail kind of look like mushroom head? Yeah. It's got major Your mushroom favorite head bands? vibes. No, I fucking hate mushroom head, dude. Your favorite They're bands? So, I goddamn hate them. They're so bad. Yeah. So terrible. Can't stay in that band. I don't think there's a single song they have that I like. And they're not that'd be like their live show is interesting, but it's also a clear ripoff of Slipknot. Like literally, they have like the extra drummers, like the extra percussionists and everything. Like, it's weird. I told you when I saw them at incarceration, I saw more mushroom head fans than I've ever seen in my life. But it's because they're from Ohio. Yeah, they stink. They suck. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. Anywho, on uh, on masked bands, if we're sticking on the masked band topic, um, Clown finally spoke out about the Jay Weinberg situation and Slipknot about them kicking him out. And oh, yeah. I think it's it's very much in the yeah, vein he's of straight up like, yeah, we fucking fired him. Yeah, dude. He goes as far as Jay goes. What people need to know is Jay did not leave the band. And what I want to say is that we're moving on. Dude, like hit the him statement with the said, fucking Vince McMahon. That yeah. you're fucking. We're choosing to do something different. This space that we're at right now is a very, very special space. Thought about and generated mostly by the OGs, meaning Sean Crahan, Corey Taylor, Mick Thompson, Sid Wilson, and Jim Root. Guys, we're in That's a very special means. place right now where we can the OGs Just, can yeah. finally cash in and actually start making millions off we this. Want, yeah, we're we want sick raises. of splitting it nine ways. Fuck that yeah. shit, dude. Jay was in the band for almost 10 years. Five OGs and four hired guns now. We're paying them minimum wage. Yeah, for real. Like, I think that's literally what's happening. It's like Jay was at about to be at 10 years, and then so they knew they were going to have to re-up some contracts probably, or he was going to ask for a raise, I'm assuming, because he's coming a, a more integral part of that band. And, like, the fan base was really starting to take to Jay and really love Jay. Like, he was starting to become, like, one I mean, of the most popular sick, members. Dude. Well, him and Corey Taylor became the most two popular members. And, like, I think that bothers Sean Crahan. Like, yeah. he be, he literally, Jay Weinberg was getting the most press besides Corey Taylor, you know? Well, he's a ridiculous drummer. He's so good. What the fuck is this? Help clean your engine. What you God damn it, Kyle. Are you kidding it's me? It's an ad, dude. It just gave me an ad and it started playing. Sorry. But, yeah, it's... I think it is literally a money thing, and it's very much like a we don't want to share the spotlight. You know, like I think Jay knew he was getting big, and like he probably his worth yeah, was to going an extent, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. and like so they're replacing him. Uh, also, like I said, I thought they were going into a new album cycle, and I was fucking correct. So Slipknot will release "Look Outside Your Window" in 2024 for for real this time. That's an article. So they recorded two albums in 2008, Look Outside Your Window, and uh, also All Hope is Gone. 
And I guess they look outside your the old album. Look outside your window features vocalist Corey Taylor, guitarist Jim Root, percussionist Sean Crahan, and DJ Sid Wilson, and have been described as a massive departure from the band's usually aggressive sound. Sounds like they wanted to release an album and not split any of the profits with Jay. And they've been sitting on an album to release. Interesting. Right? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. very interesting, man. Uh, so they've been sitting on an album. And I guess the reason they're finally releasing it, uh, the what they say is... Um, the art's been done. It's been mixed. It's been mastered. It's definitely coming out in 2024. And it's such a great album. Uh, and it's basically so. One of the reasons it hasn't come out is because you uh, is because Corey or Clown said that Corey Taylor keeps putting out so much stuff on a regular basis. On a regular basis, he goes. One of the reasons it hasn't come out is because you keep. He told Corey Taylor, it's because you keep putting shit out, which keeps conflicting with when I want to release it. I was like, "Fuck, dude, why didn't you tell me?" He says, "Fuck Taylor, you gotta. You just got too much shit." Uh, and so Corey Taylor's releasing too much shit, and like he was just trying to release it off of Corey Taylor's spe- uh, like schedule or whatever, so it didn't clash, I guess, or some. Bullshit. I don't think anybody cares about it clashing. No, I don't think so. Besides Clown, and I think really they held on to it because they weren't confident in it, and also you know money. Yeah, I bet. It, I bet it's. I mean, the fact that they held on to it is Joey Jordison on the album. No, it's 2008, dude. That or I don't wait. 2008. All hope is gone. Maybe. He was on that. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, so I don't think so. It says it features vocalist Corey Taylor, guitarist Jim Root, percussionist Sean Crahan, and DJ Sid Wilson, and has been described as a massive departure from the band's usually aggressive sound. So okay. it doesn't say Joey Jordison. He's not credited. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's on it then. Interesting. I'm guessing it's more electronic based, you know, like slower shit. Sucks. It's gonna suck. Yeah, it's gonna be like their slow shit. I've never even heard Corey Taylor's solo music. Can you play something? Oh god. Off his solo music. Really? Do I have to? (laughs) Yeah, because it's gonna be funny. I hope. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll just make me cringe, but yeah. I don't know. Either way, I'm gonna get sushi after this, dude. Let's see. Let's see the top song by CMFT, Corey motherfucking Taylor. <laughs> Dude, that's the most badass fucking band name. I don't care what anybody says. It's called Black Eyes Blue. Can I say the beginning of that? Sounds like the beginning of The Kill by 30 Seconds to Mars. Mm, play it again. What if I wanted to fight? <laughs> Laugh it all up in your face. What would you do? Oh. <laughs> like, the beginning of it, it sounds just like the beginning sure. of the kill. Yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah, like that sounds just like the beginning just of the kill. play the song, Kyle. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fucking dad rock, dude. Yo, let's skip to the chorus. That riff sucks. I mean, the whole song is just very corny. It's just yeah, like... Yeah, but that riff is horrible. Yeah, keep playing it. 
It's like it's garbage. That sounds like a riff that a high school band writes. Yeah, it's just old, like recycled corny rock riffs, dude. It's nothing special. Yeah, it's not good. I don't like it at all. Not a fan either, dude. Fuck Corey Taylor, man. Yeah, dude. Fuck um, Slipknot at this point, dude. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. I'm saying yeah. fuck <laughs> Slipknot, man. I'm always going to be a fan, but I'm not going to be a fan of what's happening. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, I'm a fan of the old music. I'm not actively yeah. keeping up with the new no, shit. I, mean, I, I like the new. I like the old stuff, yeah. I don't like the Slipknot politics and shit that they got going on in the band and everything and the, you know, all of the hierarchy of members. They're never going to put bullshit, out They're but... never going to put out another Iowa, so fuck them, they're... dude. All right. Well, yeah, that I was <laughs> for me, it's they will never put out another uh, Subliminal Verses Volume okay. 3. That was okay. the album for me that got me hooked on them. Sure. Iowa's great. Great album, great album also. Iowa's great, but what got me into them was Volume 3 Subliminal Verses. Um so that's what sold me on them with like before I forget and stuff like that, you know, the hits, yeah. the big hits. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, man. But in any note, we should wrap up. All right. That's yeah. plenty of podcasting, dude. Yeah. Where, where are we at? We gotta be at an hour. Let's do another hour, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do another hour, baby. Give right, the man. people what they want. I don't know if that's what the people Free want. hour of podcasting, yeah. dude. <laughs> We're not Rogan here, dude. It's, uh... You'll be giving hours and hours. The space isn't saturated enough. We need to start recording three-hour episodes. Yeah. But, uh... All right, man. It's been fun. Thank you, everybody. Anybody who listened. Follow us on social media, at Unless You Live Hardcore. We're releasing clips there. Or follow us on our individual platform, or on our individual handles. You can see the clips on there, too. I'm at I am Kyle Forsyth. The podcast is at Unless You Live Hardcore. Uh, if you're in the area, come check out the Detroit House of Comedy. Uh, He's going on upstairs. I'm, like, hearing my roommate, like, yelling about some stuff. Um, well, you got to plug. Uh, you can follow me at Comic Jake Ford. Yeah, just follow the pod, dude. We're gonna be putting out blasting some clips in the near future. Yep, on, on the social media, and you know, if you follow us on social media, fucking like and share that shit, dude. Comments. Yeah, do that. Tick, it tickle helps. the algorithm. It helps a lot. Give the algorithm a little tickle, dude. Give us a little share. Drop a comment. Comments yeah, help. Yeah. Comments and shares help the most. So do that. We love a like, but a comment really helps push it. Right, right. Hell yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. That's going to be it, baby. Check in again with us next week. Bye-bye. Yeah.